You're listening to a parish podcast, a reimagined faith community. Hello out there in podcast land. This is Janice. And today, the story I want to share with you is about a trip to a float tank with a 14-year-old girl named Maddie. Float spas contain float tanks, and a float tank is an enclosed metal cabin filled with water that has very high concentrations of Epsom salts. The water level is up to, oh, about your mid-calf height throughout the cabin. Because of this, uh, the concentrated salt water makes it really easy to float. When you open the door of the float tank, you see that the tank inside is about the size of a queen-size bed. Sessions range in time, but I chose a one-hour float. So you have a choice. You can enter the float cabin, close the door, and leave on a tiny light for the hour float, or you can turn off that tiny light at any time during the float session and find yourself in complete total darkness. Usually you float alone in a cabin, but Maddie and I were allowed to both float together in the cabin because it was Maddie's first float experience. As the float day approached, the questions and the fear and the uncertainty began for Maddie. How warm is the water? Does the door to the cabin have to be closed? What if the door closes and we can't get out? Are you sure there's enough room for both of us? How long is this session again? One hour? Isn't that a really long time? What if I get some salt water in my eye? Will I die if I accidentally get some of this water in my mouth? What if I have to go to the washroom? Maddie's like most of us when new experiences are approaching or we decide to engage in something new, something unfamiliar, something that might stretch our set of life experiences or call us into uncomfortable places. And regardless of Maddie's fears and questions, the float day and the float time arrive and our experience begins. We put our earplugs in so we don't get water in our ears. We enter the tank and begin our time together. What will the next hour bring? Well, we do of course get salt water in our eyes because if you feel an itch somewhere on your face, you reach up to scratch it and a drop of water falls off your finger and lands always in your eye, it seems. And when it does, there's an instant sting which can only be alleviated by spraying fresh water in our eyes from a spray water bottle that hangs inside the cabin. Maddie experiments with the light on, floats, stays still for maybe, oh, 10 seconds, then gets brave and turns the light off, waits for another 10 seconds and turns the light back on. After many repetitions of this, she says to me, How much time do you think has passed since we started? And really, there's no way of knowing how much time has passed. I suggest to Maddie that when she feels ready, she could maybe turn the light off, and then we would both lie very still, 
kind of like sending love vibes to each other while lying there in the tank without moving, just floating. And to myself, I wonder, will Maddie and I actually be able to find any stillness in this place? And so we begin again. Maddie turns the light off. I feel a bit of rustling of the water and then stillness. The water becomes still. Maddie is actually doing it. She's floating and she's lying still. Within this space of stillness, the experience shifts and it becomes different. The water takes on the feel of becoming somehow solid beneath us, and we are perfectly supported in the warm water. Looking out through open eyes, we're seeing darkness. Darkness that carries this paradox of darkness outside all around us, but at the same time there's a feeling of lightness inside us. Our minds know that this water is water that is beneath us, but it's taken on the feel of lying on solid ground. The water is holding us up and we're relaxing and sinking into the experience of being held. Maddie and I and the water are fitting together. It feels as though we are one. We're trusting the water and the water is giving us the gift of exactly the right temperature mixed with buoyancy. There's the water, but there's also something happening between Maddie and I. We are somehow bonding as well as we float together. I find myself having a connection or kind of like a communion experience with Maddie. We're sharing this water. We're soaking it all in. We're soaking in everything that's happening. And I could somehow feel that Maddie was having a beautiful experience, although no words were being spoken. When the session ended, Maddie was quite excited about how she was able to be still and float. She shared that she felt a peacefulness inside her floating alongside me. This experience with Maddie got me thinking about how going to a float tank is a lot like going to spend time with Jesus. Finding heart stillness alongside Jesus. Stillness in the presence of Jesus. I really feel that Jesus has a desire for each of us to come and find a stillness point, similar to that float tank experience that Maddie and I had. There is a point beyond our fears and our questions, past the points in our lives where we just fiddle around. We don't know what to do. So we turn the light on and then we turn the light off, past the events where we get salt in our eyes that really stings. There is a place where being still becomes a solid, resting, fully supported place, a place where we're encouraged to turn towards the light and the love of Jesus. So, I would like to invite you to enter in, for just a few minutes, a place like that, sitting right where you are in this moment, fully supported. I invite you to a float experience within the words of Jesus. We don't have an hour, but we have several minutes. 
you might have questions and fears before we start and fiddle around. You really don't know what to do. But I encourage you to simply ask and welcome the light of God, the stillness of God, to come. We read scripture and we speak scripture so fast. How can we ever really enter into it? How can we hear it and experience it unless we take the time to float in the words of Jesus? I believe that listening to Jesus' words can help us feel held. They can teach us something new. They might actually even transform us. I'm going to say some words that Jesus spoke. I'm going to read them three times with stillness after each reading. As we prepare to listen to the words of Jesus, place your feet flat on the floor and get comfortable. Close your eyes if and when you feel comfortable doing that. Now place your hands, palms down. And as you do this, place your worries and your cares down as well. And as you begin to receive the words that I will read, turn your palms up and receive God's care for you. I pray that each of us turns only towards the light of Jesus within these moments. As I read for the first time, ask God to remove any preconceived notions of what the words of Jesus mean or how you might apply them into your life. Instead, just receive the words of Jesus as spoken to you and to everyone listening this morning. There's no need to analyze or use it right now. Be still and listen. Our scripture today is taken from selected readings from the Gospel of John. Listen to the words of Jesus. Those who love me will keep my word, and God, my Father, will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. The Advocate the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will abide with you, will be within you, and will teach you everything, reminding you of all that I have said to you. As I read for a second time, if a word or phrase has caught your attention, begin to ponder or wonder about it. What emotions arise in you as you ponder this word or phrase? How does this word or phrase connect with your life right now? Those who love me will keep my word, and God, my Father, will love them, and we will come to them 
and make our home with them. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will abide with you, will be within you, and will teach you everything, reminding you of all that I have said to you. As I read this last time, how is Jesus having a conversation with you? What are you noticing? What is Jesus desiring to reveal to you in this reading? Those who love me will keep my word, and God, my Father, will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will abide with you, will be within you, and will teach you everything, reminding you of all that I have said to you. Rest now in the presence of God who knows you and loves you. Amen. What we just took part in together is called Lexio Divina, an ancient way of taking time to be still and come into a place of contemplation, a float tank experience with the words of Jesus. Now, to continue my story, The next day, as I was driving Maddie back to her home, we passed by the float spa, and Maddie said, We should be driving in there and floating again. I think I have a better knowing now of what to do and how to float, how to lie still beside you and with you, and how different and lovely it is in there. I was smiling to myself because she's a girl who can't live for even a few minutes without her phone. And here she is, longing to go back to silence. Beautiful story. And hopefully your moments of stillness this morning were beautiful moments for you as well, listening to the words of Jesus. I would love to say that this podcast is finished. But my story doesn't end here. Oh, yes, for sure. My heart sure longs for that piece of floating to be easy to find in every single moment that I live. We could just go to a float tank or have our quiet, contemplative time with God, and then we just float around eternally in our families and our jobs and the personal issues that we experience just become peaceful or restored. No more issues with family or friends or the establishments. Yeah, right. That really isn't real life. 
Maddie returns home and within minutes, her life returns to argumentative and negativity-based ways and comments that encircle her. In her home, she lives many of her days outside of and being pushed away from any life-giving water or any float tank or communion or big table experiences. The miracle, though, on this day of returning home is that Maddie notices. She actually notices the difference. And she says to me, I sure did not miss being away from how it is here all the time. And although she notices and she dislikes this atmosphere, and despite the words that she just shared with me, within a short time, Maddie is mimicking those that she lives with. She's turned back to a way of communicating and behaving that she herself actually dislikes. I believe that Jesus never wastes even one small life experiences. And if we're conscious of God and we live as consciously as we're able in our present moments, we have faith that God is there somewhere. God loves the heart that never stops searching and listening, even within the wreckage of our seemingly worst day. Later that evening, I texted Maddie to say, I wonder, did you happen to notice that you started acting and speaking like others in your family? Being kind of negative and feeling angry? Yeah, she said, that's weird, eh? Well, nope, not weird is what I'm thinking in my mind. But I say to her, you know what? You really do have choices, Maddie. Choices to make for yourself. You don't need to act like anyone else in this entire world. Not your dad or your mom or your sister or your friends. You know now what it feels like inside in what I call your heart place. You can be still and calm. You loved that feeling. And we had that experience together. So anytime any one of us feels afraid and angry unseen or sad, we just imagine returning to our float tank hearts. And from that place where we acknowledge both darkness and light, we courageously step out into the world with a float tank heart every day. It's kind of become a shared joke between Maddie and I. We either text or we ask each other, hey, I'm wondering, How's your float tank heart doing today? Because the reality is certain things just don't change. They remain. And our only hope of learning to bear them well is from a float tank space, which is a still space and a worthy heart space. Do not think that being still and deciding to set time aside to float in the grace and mercy of God is a means of escape from your life. It really is not. There's no simple fixing or escaping from really difficult things. However, there is a place where stillness can come and desires to come so that Jesus can remind you of your soul worth a place where my heart and your heart can recalibrate in order then to go out into the world 
assured that we are the beloved, that we are loved. And in stillness, no matter where you encounter it, the criteria for knowing that it is Jesus who is with you there in the stillness is this. What you feel or receive in your times of stillness will be both personal and intimate to you, to your life, but it will also contain something that can be applied to each and every one of us here today. Because God's purposes are for good. They ring true for all of us, and they desire to pull us together, to gather us round a big table, an open table, where each of us longs for holy love, grace, and mercy, because that is what Jesus exemplified within his own fully human life. Being in that presence of holiness in the present moments or moments that we can recall in hindsight, remember that word from last night, from last week when Aaron spoke, Being in the presence of holiness actually ignites something within us that says, just like Maddie did, let's go back to that experience, both alone and together, where our questions, fears, and anxieties can fall away for just some timeless moments. And the water, the living, spirit-filled water that surrounds us feels like the most solid piece of bedrock that ever existed. In that very precious place, the very first step, the first step, no matter how young or how old you are, is realizing that you are loved. The promises of Jesus are for you and they're for me and they're for all that is created. We are the beloved and we are loved constantly. This is the foundation, the bedrock that everything else in our spiritual journeys builds upon. I want to just end today with a quote from James Finley. Listen to these words. The deepest issue is not what I think of me, but can I join God in knowing who God knows me to be? Can I join God in seeing who God sees me to be when God sees me? Can you join God in seeing who God sees you to be when God sees you? Thank you for listening today by podcast. And I'd like to just end with an Apache blessing. May the sun bring you new energy by day. May the moon softly restore you by night. May the rain wash away your worries. May the breeze blow new strength into your being. May you walk gently through the world and know its beauty all the days of your life. Amen. Amen.